In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to be the best owner that your dog could ever wish for. And there are certain types of dog that kind of really, really long for uh, an owner that's, I I guess, going to support them, help them, grow them and give them the skills to tackle life. And equally, I've met many owners who are literally tearing their hair out and thinking that I am not qualified for this. I didn't sign up for Mm. this. I didn't want a dog like this. I absolutely don't even know I like my dog some days. Like, literally, this is not what I signed up for. And yet, most of the time, nearly 100% of the time, when an owner is saying that, actually, that means they are the very best owner their dog could ever wish for, and they are doing amazing things, but they're probably not giving themselves a break, or they're being way too hard on themselves. And so what we're doing is we're dedicating this episode actually to the dogs that maybe push us out of our comfort zones as owners and um, they may be not quite as forgiving as the dog that you imagine that you might be getting. The dog that barks, the dog that lunges, the dog that runs over to another dog in the park, Mm. the dog that maybe just jumps and greets everyone like they're their long lost friends. Maybe the dog that actually just, you think they're deliberately vindictive (laughs) and maybe trying to make you look silly. But actually, these are dogs that we lovingly know as naughty but nice dogs. Mm. You guys know that we celebrate our naughty but nice dogs. You know that we're the home of naughty but nice dogs. And I think that just to give you a tiny insight into where this passion comes from for for both Tom and I, both Tom and I have having owned dogs for many, many years. Poppy for me, I feel even today I could have done better. Mm-hmm. And when you feel like you've got some regrets or you feel like you maybe could have done better, what can you do about it? Well, there's not much we can do. I lost Poppy a good few years ago now. But actually, by helping owners all over the world with all of the things we could have done, the tricks, mm-hmm. the hacks, the simple skills, the things that we could have done more easily mm-hmm. and actually wouldn't have taken a lot of time, mm-hmm. wouldn't have cost us lots of money. Like literally, they're easy, lifelong solutions that you can do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. These are the things I think that Tom, so many people don't know about. Yeah. Absolutely. And so first step, guys, that we want to talk about is actually acknowledge where you've come from and where you are and then say, now it's about where I'm going. Because we can get all get a little bit sometimes uh, attached to the past. And that might be attached to things in, in, in your, your past with your dog where you did things that you're not proud of or you lost your temper or you got really, really frustrated. Or it might be things that we've become attached to that maybe happened to our dogs in the past, where, for example, um, I don't know, they were a rescue dog from a, you know, a a background where, um, you know, some terrible things happened to them. But that might have been 
a few years ago now. So at this point, they're, they're, they're your dog, right? And, and it's about actually moving forward. They're no longer a rescue dog. They are your dog and you have an exciting future together. And I think as soon as we, I guess, detach ourselves from that, we get rid of the guilt of what we did wrong. We get rid of the guilt of um, what we could have done better. Or we get rid of the guilt of those times where we maybe lost a temper, which, you know, we're all human. And sometimes we our buckets are full as well, right? Um, and we actually say, right, now proactively... Let's move forward. Let's do something about it. Let's do, you know, one thing every day that's going to that, that's gonna move us further along this journey. Now, you've heard this before. You'll hear it again. You'll hear it pretty much throughout Absolute Dogs. It's ditch stuff. And we mm. actually ditch not just the food bowl, mm. not just, I was about to say food, and then I realized it was the food bowl, <laughs> not just the bowl uh, that we ditch. We ditch the walks. Mm. We ditch the routine. We're all about ditching stuff. And I would say watching owners on a day-to-day basis with naughty but nice dogs Actually, the combination of ditch the bowl, mm-hmm. uh, the combination with uh, ditch the routine mm-hmm. and ditch the walks is a real powerhouse. Mm-hmm. It's like your superpower yeah. because when you take away the bowl, uh, you actually give loads of opportunity for reward. When you take away your routine, you give lots more flexibility to you and your dog, who probably is an also but nice dog is mm-hmm. possibly inflexible in some ways. And we can talk about that uh, as we go. And then equally, by ditching the walks, you take away some of the day-to-day stress that actually is building up and making things quite difficult. So you really have got a bit of a powerhouse there in ditching those three things. And this is only like us scratching at the surface here. What we're saying are these three things make a massive difference. They're an easy hack into naughty but nice dog training. Mm-hmm. And by taking away some of those, you actually add in so much power. Yeah. And, you know, we could almost take it like take it up a level and say, Ditch the expectations, right? And it's it might be you, you might have a feel like you are expected to walk your dog twice a day. Feel like you are expected to have a very strict routine. Feel like you're expected to take your dog on a walk with your friends and their dogs. Feel like you are expected to you know take your dog to the beach on a busy day. Actually. None of those things are unnecessary. Actually, if your dog is having struggles in those environments, your dog is literally screaming to you, I don't have the skills to deal with this right now. And in turn, we can then think when we take that approach, well, what skills do they need for that situation? And we can work on them at home through that process of ditching the routine, ditching expectations and ditching that bowl and saying, right, let's put that daily food allowance into growing the skills that they need. And I think that's the biggest thing actually identifying and looking at your dog and saying this is the skill he really Mm -hmm. needs maybe he's pessimistic okay let's give him optimism Mm -hmm. maybe actually this dog just can't handle any frustration well let's give him some grit and some tolerance of frustration maybe um these are things that actually are very doable and if you've followed absolute dogs for any time at all you'll know that there's always a game for that Mm -hmm. so we play in concepts we play in games and actually the games uh will match the concept that your dog is lacking in so if your dog is lacking in any area there is a game for that flexibility maybe a dog's not so flexible throughout the day these are things we teach you these are things we teach your dogs and these are most of all the way that tom and i live with our dogs and it makes it very very um coachable because we live it too we see it too we've both had young dogs old dogs dogs with uh, behavior struggles or people Mm -hmm. will have called them behavior problems but actually they're just dog behaviors Mm -hmm. the big thing is uh, we know that we can um solve these i'm not even going to say make them better we can solve them Mm -hmm. uh with the strategies that we've got in place and we know that you can follow so many of those throughout all of absolute dogs 
dogs teaching, whether that's um, throughout the, um, you might have done the seven day challenge. So you might have uh, recently experienced the awesomeness that was uh, the the really cool momentum that was the challenge, or it might be jumping into one of our courses. Mm -hmm. There are so many ways into this information. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing, I guess, a balancing act that you've always got to be aware of with your, your naughty but nice dog is that as owners, we are constantly making their world bigger or smaller. We're exposing them to more things and doing more experiences and, and, and taking them out into situations more, making their world bigger. And sometimes we might be making their world smaller. We're saying no to more things. We're um, not doing certain experiences. We're not exposing them to certain things. And you've got to get that balance right because the two extreme examples um, of where, where that can go a little bit wrong is where and we've all done this uh, at some point with our naughty but nice dog, their world has been too big. We've been taking them to places, we've been doing things with them, um, the behaviour struggles have been getting worse, they're becoming more reactive, they're more overwhelmed, their bucket's full all the time, we're stressed out, everything is deteriorating because we're repeatedly putting them into a big world that they don't have the skills to handle. And then what tends to happen, it's a typical journey of a naughty but nice dog, at some point we go, oh my goodness, this isn't working, and we make their world really small. We say, well, I'm going to ditch all these things, ditch all the experience, and we're in the house, but now they're barking out of the living room window, right? I'm taping up the living room window. I'm closing the curtains, right? Now they are jumping up on the furniture, right? We're going to close the door to the living room and their world gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And at some point you take a step back and you think, hold on a second. This isn't the experience I imagined when I got a dog. I'm, I'm literally now I've imprisoned myself. And so what we've got to constantly think about is, yeah, we don't want a big world, right? That is not going to lead to, to a great outcome because we can't teach them all these skills we need to teach them in a world that is testing them way too much. We can't teach skills through examination, through testing, right? And yet what we need to make sure we do is then make their world smaller to a world that they can manage, but look to be growing those skills and then very intentionally making that world bigger and bigger. And that, that's really what we do in the Naughty But Nice boot camps, one of our online programs over the course of nine weeks. We say, right, we're going to teach your dog the skills for um, great household manners, uh, transforming their reactivity and moving towards on and off leash freedom. And um, your dog's developing those skills at home. We're growing the world. And it's a very much kind of like done for you step-by-step plan that takes you from where you are to where you want to be. But I think first and foremost, what we want you to do is take just, you know, 10 seconds to actually think where... Where is the size of my dog's world and my world as a consequence of that right now? And is it too small? Is it too big? Where do I want to get it to? Now, in line with what Tom's just said... Think about the community that surrounds you and think about the people that surround you because you can't force your family on board and you can still help them. And you can um, share this podcast. You can pop it on in the car maybe when you've got a family journey. You can uh, have the YouTube on in the uh, living room. You can play around with trying to get the community around you to support where you're going. You can't force it. I'm going to reiterate that. You can't force it. Mm -hmm. Equally, the community that surrounds you, whether that's in the, the boot camps or whether that's in the training academy or whether that's part of sex in a squirrel, Mm -hmm. having the supportive community makes a difference when you're training your dog. To go it alone is a hard slog. To be that midnight walker, to be that person who's out alone trying to avoid things, it feels lonely. When you do maybe live alone and you have a dog that you can't have visitors with, it feels isolated. Mm -hmm. And so for me, 
I think this is a big deal. This is uh, an important part of the picture. Owning a naughty but not do- nice dog can mean you need a bit of a family or a community mm. or uh, some support. And don't, that doesn't mean it has to be your husband, your sister, your father, your mother, your brother. It really can be mm. the community, which yeah. is absolute dogs. It really can be uh, other people that you're sharing the uh, information with and uh, doing the boot camps maybe with you. Yeah. It can be from lots of different directions. I think the most important thing is you're supported yeah. because there are days that you feel low. There are days that you feel you're not going to make it. There are days that you feel like, I did not get this dog for this. This was not what I signed up for. This dog is an idiot. Mm. And the dog's probably going, oh, dear Lord, why am I in this place? Like, what's happening? Why am I, I being thrown? I just don't have the skills right in, now. In this space. I can't handle it. I just can't handle it. Why does she take me to the pub? Um, and so actually... Um, for, um, no, no dog says that. No, <laughs> no, they probably do. And, and the thing is, uh, what we are are doing here is we're building and we're growing a very special community of support and for uh, a level of, I suppose, networking, so that you have the right people alongside yeah. you. And I think it's vital that. Owning a naughty but nice dog has a supportive community. Yeah, absolutely. Next thing that sometimes we have to have a bit of a, a reflection on is. Just as your when your dog barks and lunges at another dog, they're experiencing frustration, fear, excitement, and they are implementing a coping strategy, right? They are coping with that emotion, and in turn, they're doing these things, right? We humans will have our coping strategies as well. And sometimes it's about being um, self-aware of what your process is. You know, for example, let's say you take your dog out and you have a bit of one, you have one of those bad walks where, um, where you know, they bark and lunge uh, a couple of dogs on a walk. Being aware of actually what, what do you tend towards doing in that, in that situation. So for example, I've got a, an example of um, of a, a, an owner that someone who I know is is working with at the moment, and they asked me for some input with this owner. And um, th- this owner, basically, her coping strategy is it's all going really, really well. Some one one thing goes wrong, or something isn't quite the the perfect picture that was anticipated, and. They, they go into an immediate spiral and everything's like very catastrophic. And it's like, oh my goodness, you know, all of these things that I'm doing, you know, they're not working because this one thing happened. And we all know those blind rage moments of only seeing that one thing and not seeing all the things that are going great. Um, but then what happens is that this owner, after about 12 hours, um, 12 hours pass and actually this owner's kind of reflecting and thinking, you know what, things aren't quite as bad as I thought. Things are going well. In that time, they've sent an email to their um, to their trainer uh, titled Urgent with this big kind of um, monologue about how everything's going wrong, which actually, by the time 12 hours have passed, actually that email no longer applies because they feel totally differently, right? And... Um, and my, my advice to, to that trainer was actually, let's, I think it's probably worth talking to that owner about, you know, okay, we're aware that this tends to be the process that you go through. So what could we put in place in that time immediately when you're feeling that way so that you don't feel that way? And one thing that, one kind of tip that I gave was maybe 
at the end of each day, each regular day, that owner notes three wins that they had that day or three things that are going well. It's almost well. like a gratitude journal. When you go to the attitude of gratitude uh, rather than expectation, mm. the whole world of appreciation changes. Yeah. And I think it's uh, what you look for, you will find. Yeah. What you seek, you shall find. And then in those moments that where you feel like everything's going wrong, you can actually find your list and think, hold on a second, for the past three weeks, I've not found it difficult to find three things that are going great. Maybe Maybe things aren't quite so bad. And, and that kind of a, awareness of, of ourselves and how we cope with, you know, tricky situations with our dogs can be really useful because we need to keep continued momentum. Like you need to be rewarded for your efforts and your dog's not going to say to you, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Instead, your dog's going to show you progress, but you've got to be looking for it. And if you're not looking for it, you're going to feel like you're getting nowhere when actually you're doing amazing, amazing things. And I think that's the big thing, right? Like your dog is so lucky to have you. Your dog is in an amazing space here with us, whether you're doing the boot camps or whether you've done the challenge, whatever you're doing and you're continuing to do, because I yeah. bet you're investing in, in your dog and yourself and, and doing whatever you can. And I think that's the most important thing. Pat yourself on the back, acknowledge what you're doing yeah. right. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. The world literally is not always a kind place. And if you can't be kind to yourself, then who else can? Like, come on, yeah. be um, what your dog needs because your dog does need you and you are doing a great job. And your dog, most of all, is so lucky to have you as an owner. So we've got a bit of homework for you and we'd actually like you to start your dog training gratitude journal, right? And it's super simple. At the end of each day, you're going to note three wins that you had with your dog. They can be super, super simple. Like maybe your dog oriented to you. Or it could day. be as simple as went to the toilet on lead when asked and yeah. actually uh, we didn't have any episodes yeah. that way because we didn't have any episodes because I could, didn't have to let him off lead and I didn't put him in a difficult situation and everything yeah. was great. I know it sounds crazy, but even with Naughty Nifty, those of you that have followed me in Training Academy, with Nifty going out and having, she's not particularly bothered by other dogs or, or things, but she's so bothered by chasing stuff that actually yeah. that is her naughty but nice. Going out to the, to the toilet and being able to do it on lead first time without having to watch everything and run around after Big everything. Win. and I'm like, yeah. yes! <laughs> This is amazing. And you guys, we're dog trainers and these are the wins that we'll take yeah. too. Like it might be, I, I've got a rival for you here, Tom. Tom's dogs love getting in the car. Yeah. They love getting in the car. Nifty loves getting in the car, like as fast as Betcha. So for me, like those are good wins, right? Yeah. Whereas um, we, we might pick different ones for different dogs. Of course, they've got to be appropriate to the dog, but let's take some yeah. wins. Let's take some gratitude. Let's take an opportunity to see the good. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll notice over the course of a couple of weeks that you'll, you'll, actually see and feel like you're making great progress and yet you're not training any differently. Your eyes are open to the wins and that's what's so powerful about that. So we want to hear how you get on with this one, guys. Um, so whether that be dropping us an email, whether that be posting in one of the Facebook groups, whether that be leaving a review of the podcast, we want to hear um, how that changes your views of your dog training. That was this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. We'll see you next week. And remember, stay, stay sexy! sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video program, huge energy, amazing community, and over 100,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today. Where do you want to be in 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.